Christy, would you want to make me a, do me a favor? You want to check my office, see if my iPad is there? Because I totally lost it. <laughs> Let's go to the book of Philippians. <laughs> oh, goodness. I lost my iPad, my iPhone, everything just got lost here. And I just noticed. Philippians chapter 4. And let's look at verse 14, okay? Philippians chapter 4 and verse 14. She better say that my iPad is there. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, goodness. I ever told you a story of uh, I was in a church in, in, uh, what is that, in Pennsylvania. And uh, thank you so much. And I was about to preach my message, and I look at my iPad, and my iPad wouldn't turn on. It was, <laughs> and I said, Lord, <laughs> please help me here, and finally open up by the grace of God. But anyway, okay. <laughs> Funny, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Philippians chapter 4. I'll try to get, let's read this. These are verse 14. Let's look at verse 14 here. And uh, look what it says. Notwithstanding, he have well done that ye communicate with me with my affliction. Now, ye Philippians, know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For when uh, even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again on, unto my necessity, now because I desired a gift, but I desire fruit that, that may abound to your account. But I have, all, I have all and abound, I am full, having received of Ephrodias the things which were sent from you, an order of, of sweet smell, sacrifice, acceptable and well-pleasing to God. Verse 19, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now unto you, unto, unto God and our Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Shall we pray, Heavenly Father? Thank you, Lord, so much for this passage of Scripture. Lord, we come to the end of the book of Philippians. And Lord, I, what a wonderful journey of encouragement. And Lord, I've been encouraged by this book. What an encouraging book. And I pray tonight as we uh, close this, these lessons, Lord, may we close with an encouraging message tonight and we encourage each other. And Lord, more than anything, Lord, that you get on in the glory tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let me get my message here, please. <laughs> uh, so tonight we come to our last lesson here in the book of Philippians. And I am in the wrong order here. Where's my message? I am so sorry. Um, okay, there we go. All right, so here's my message here tonight. I have to look at it. Okay. Tonight's title of the message is the Supporting the Gospel. And the series is Press On Series. We come to the end tonight of our message tonight. Because that's the last message in the book of Philippians. We're going to move on to something else. No. When I, uh, uh, last week, uh, uh, Paul, uh, Paul introduces this theme. Uh, with the we talked about encouraging last week, and but tonight we're coming to the end of it. We talk about contentment, Christian contentment last week. Remember that? Now he picks up 
on the theme again as we look at supporting the gospel with our finances. I think this comes very uh, uniquely in the month of missions. Listen, if you know me for a long time, you understand I never preach on money. That's something I just don't do. Okay, But in this time of the year, I like to touch the subject because it's a touchy subject. But let me tell you, it needs to be, people need to learn about it. Okay, we need to learn about it. Okay, it's not something we want to talk about all the time like any other subject. We don't talk about it all the time. But from time to time, we need to go back to it. And now once a year, I go and teach on it. Uh, and we, so we look at it. So now when I preach about tithing and missions, mission giving, please don't think that I'm making a, a money marathon here at the church, you know, just to grab money in. It's not what it is. I think, I think the job of a pastor is that is as it, through the preaching and the teaching, we want people to get it. You follow that? Because I, you know, when I got saved too, I didn't know about these things. You know, I went to a, a wonderful church. We would tip God with 25 cents or a dollar. And we walk out of there like we felt like, oh, you know, you don't even deserve, deserve that. You know, that was, you know, I was the thinking, you know. But, but as, as you begin to learn and understand the scriptures, you go, oh, it's more than that, that. You know, you know what? And God helps and God blesses and, and we move on with life. But there's one thing right here. It's not a marathon to say how much money people can give. It's not that. It's actually not my, my idea or my mission here. So Christians need to get the vision that the tithing, tithings is the Lord's, not for us to keep. Okay? And, you know, here's the thing about this. People say, oh, the tithing is Old Testament law. Let me put it this way. It's not true. I don't know what people say. It's not true. You know what? I, I tithe too. I always did since I've been saved. Or maybe I'll take back a little bit. Maybe in the beginning, I didn't know how until I learned. You know, you know, tithing is the Lord. It's Listen, the tithing is the Lord, belongs to the Lord. It needs to be given to the Lord. If we take it from the Lord, we are taking from something that doesn't belong to us. Okay? So tithing is the Lord. And people say, okay, oh, Pastor, sure, what should I do? Should I, put, should I buy food or should I tithe? Well, Talk with the Lord about that one. What the Lord's going to say? Give to God what is God's and give to Caesar what is Caesar. So now, if you are a Christian here tonight, let me remind you that, that we are to give our tidings to the Lord. If we don't, we literally are taking or stealing from what, not what belongs to God, belongs to Him. So now, the support of mission comes, let's do this, after tithing. Okay? All right. Let me remind you something here. Okay. You don't have to give to missions. Am I being very clear? You don't have to give a dime to missions. It's not mandatory. It's not, it's not like, you know, well, okay. There's a command in the Bible for us to give to missions. Okay? It's not there. But the tithing is. Okay. So, I give my tithing to the Lord, and, and I pray, Lord, I want to do something more. But, Lord, put in my heart something that's why I say pray about it. Pray about that. So we pray about it, and the Lord puts something in our heart so we can give that. So it's above our tithing. You say, whoa, I don't know if I can afford that. Okay. I tell you what, I didn't know, I, I thought I didn't know, couldn't afford either until the Lord just say, okay, structure this thing, do this thing, and there it goes. So we don't, if we don't, we literally, like I said, are taken from what doesn't belong to us. Now, the support of missions comes after tithing. So the tithe is the Lord's, and any offerings that we do, do like 
or outreaches, whatever you do, or missions, it is above our tithing. So I'm just trying to teach you a concept to you tonight so you can understand this for yourself. I'm not teaching you something that I'm not doing myself, okay? I mean, I know that some pastors do not, they believe that they should tithe because they live off the Lord's money. I do not agree with that, okay? But there's some folks out there that, you know, that's them, that's between them and God. They're saying that I live off the Lord's money, so I don't need to tithe. Or you should tithe, you know. There's no way in the Bible that we see that, but anyway. But some people believe that. I don't. I do give my tithings to the Lord as much as I teach about tithing. Okay, so uh, we tithe, we give to missions, and, and we do give to to other outreaches that we do have in the church, if the Lord impresses in my heart, I do it. You know? If there's an event in our church and the Lord impresses in my heart, I do it. You know? The Lord gives, the Lord blesses, and we give the Lord blesses, we give the Lord blesses. So because I believe in that concept, it's better to give than to receive. You know the impression I had in my heart this year? Like, you know, it comes birthdays, you go, oh, gift somebody's gonna give me a gift i said maybe i should start giving gifts to people on my birthday <laughs> yeah like like why do that i don't know i just felt like you know impressing my heart this year like maybe i should give to people on my birthday so as christians we are called to support the work of the gospel in three ways prayer participation financial support okay we are to pray for our missionaries they're not to be forgotten they're people okay they have problems they have issues I mean, don't tell me. We saw Brother Showers over here in the video. I mean, you know, he gives you a nice report. Why don't you tell me there's no problems there? Of course there is. Of course there is problems. Participation. When we participate, we, we become part of mission field. Listen, we are a church plant in any church. Let me tell you, a church should have a vision for missions. So what we do? We do outreaches. We go out. We put information on people's doors. We have events in the church, all with the point of reaching the lost. So what we should do? We should participate. Should be part of that. Prayer, participation, financial support. Well, how you give, how you give, that's up to you, between you and the Lord. So if you notice, we, are, we have a, 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 a mind, a, 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 I'm sorry, a missions-minded church. That's who we are right here. We are a missions-minded church. We are a proactive proactive minded uh, uh, I'm sorry missions minded church and we and we take that call seriously I do here in our church each week here in ABBC the the offering goes to support missions and that that go across the, this United States and across the world uh, we don't have two three hundred missionaries I wish we we had you know because the more comes in the more we support I tell you, I call a missions board that I believe they're pretty good at it. And I tell you what, how many phone calls I got? And I said, praise the Lord. You know what? Is our people out there willing to go to the outermost parts of the, of the earth and be missionaries, one, one purpose, to go and with the good news of the gospel? If I could support all those missionaries, I would. And I believe you would too. So we are a church that preaches the gospel. We seek to live out the gospel as, as, in, as, in, as a, a in fellowship of the believers. Even, even missions, the mission we support, I'm sorry, even missions, we support, uh, uh, we support um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, missionaries, they are, believe the same thing that we do. So you can rest assured when you give 
to your local church for missions, guess where it's going? It goes to missions. Listen, we don't have a percentage here on which, okay, this is general giving. We take a percentage to this. No, we have a budget, and that budget, what comes in, goes to that budget and has a purpose because that was the purpose of you giving. You follow that? If I give to missions, why in the world they're going to take that to general giving? That doesn't make sense to me. Because sacrificially is above your tithing, so it should be given, should go to that purpose. Okay? So where's also our food pantry? It goes to the food pantry. You've got to have those budgets like that. If you notice, to um, go down here a little bit. So why is it so important to, to support to, uh, uh, to support uh, uh, missionaries. Tonight I would like to look at six things, okay, from our passage that happens when you support the gospel with your finances. And I pray that you, it will be an encouragement to you tonight. I want to be, I want to close the book of Philippians as an encouragement to you. Okay, so when you support the gospel with your finances, number one, you further the spread of the gospel. That's what you do. First of all, when you support the gospel with your finances, you further the spread of the gospel. Look what it says on verse 14. Notwithstanding, ye, it means you, have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Where was Paul? Look at verse, I'm sorry, go verse 15. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. He had one church, the Philippian church. Nobody else. And Paul wins. I'll tell you what. You say, that is, that is hard. I'll tell you what. I met a missionary in, in Pennsylvania. I didn't keep talking about Pennsylvania. That's what it was. You know, we in a missions conference, and this man and this family, two little kids, and the wife was about to have a, a third kid, and they were going to the mission field on 80% support. I said, I said, and brother, you have to consider this. You go into a far country. I came from a far country, okay? You go to a far country, you, and you go with luggage in your hands, and you go on 80% support. And the worst thing is, you can't work. He said, the Lord will provide. He's still there in the mission field today. I don't know much his, his support, but he's still there. He's now one of our missionaries that we support. I would love to support him if he comes back this way. But I tell you what, he's still there. Great friend, great friend, young man, great friend. Okay, so uh, so Paul recalls how the Philippian church supported him financially in the early days of the, uh, uh, when he went out with the gospel. They were just, just getting started as a church themselves, and yet they made it a priority to support the work of the gospel through Paul. You know one thing we have done here at the church? We're a young church. We're seven years old, okay? You know what we did? The first time when we began our church, when we, this church was born, we started a missions budget. So this church has been supporting missionaries since this church was born. We've been doing that. So why? Because I believe that we should go and tell. And the places that we cannot go, somebody else can go for us. You see, we see in the video tonight that as our prayers and financial support, we have a part in that. And we should rejoice in that. In that. Okay, so. Um, this teaches us that we, sh we should financially support the work of the gospel right away. It's not something you grow into, but something you are part of it. 
and then you commit yourself to. So God calls you to give generously on your, for your, on your finances uh, for the work of the gospel. This is what, what I do. I learned about this, this thing about missions. I learned about it. And every year this is what I do. Lord, can I give more? That's what I do. I, my prayer is not, Lord, can I take off? That's never my prayer. I never pray, Lord, I, I really don't. I want to I cut this in. A, no. Lord, what can I do for missions? How can I support missions? You know why? Because I want people to hear the gospel. I want people to hear that Jesus saves. That's why I give. Not because money doesn't save anybody. I understand that. But they can get somebody to go and tell about Jesus. I am so glad that somebody came to me and told me about Jesus. I really am. No, I want, to, I want to be part of it. You know, the Lord says, pray ye to the Lord of the harvest. Then he sent forth harvest, uh, workers into his fields. You know what? Let's send them to the harvest. So Paul called this fellowship of giving and sharing uh, in his trouble. So Paul experienced the trouble of persecution and trials while spreading the gospel. And, and the Philippians experienced the trouble of finance, financial sacrifice at home while supporting the spread of the gospel. Listen, the Philippian church was not a rich church. You follow that? They were not a church with, a lot of, with rich people. They were people who struggled to pay their bills just like you and I. They were people that had lives just like you and I. But out of their, uh, sacri- their gifts sacrificially, and let me tell you folks, it's always like that. It's a sacrificial giving. Actually, in 2 Corinthians 8, one says this, Moreover, brethren, we do you uh, to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in great trial of affliction, the abundance of, the, of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liber- liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. In verse 4, it says, Praying us with much entreat that we should receive the gift and, uh, and take upon us the fellowship of the uh, ministering to the, uh, to the saints. So the Philippians shared with Paul and others out of the extreme poverty. Listen, folks, this is not a rich church. You know, you know what I was told when I come he- came here? And this is sad. But I was told this way. When I came here, when we, we opened the church here, actually, we were in this building already. And this person was nothing more than a pastor. He said to me, you know, when you go in the area and reach people, you got to reach those folks that have business. And I said, why? Well, because they're the backbone of the church. Well, the church belongs to the living God, and God takes care of a church, his church. But I, I don't have that mindset, folks. It's not me. God takes care of, this, of his church. Listen, this is the bride of Christ. I'm just a servant of the Lord. So you could also translate his words okay, right here. Uh, um, so I'll go back a little bit. So Paul, the Philippian church shared with Paul and others and out of the, the extreme poverty. So they, they're, pleased for the, uh, they're pleased for the privilege of sharing in their service to the saints. And Paul says this in a, a good thing or good words. He says it this way. It is good for you to share, uh, uh, share in Share my, in my troubles here. So you could also translate these, his words this way. You did well. Or even, good job. Plain English today. That's how he did it. You did very well. You did a good job. I'm proud of you. Out of your poverty, you sacrificially give. 
Uh, see? So Paul encouraged the Philippians for their financial sacrifice. And we learn from these verses that when Paul first left Macedonia to spread the gospel to other regions, they were in fact the only church that shared with him or gave to them. I'll tell you what, what a blessing. So we also are privileged to share this whole matter of giving and receive with missionaries. You know what? My pastor said this way. Pastor Christ said this way. When a church loses uh, vision for missions, that church lost the purpose of its existence. And my words, it was his words. I'm like, wow, it is true. Because God says to you and me, go ye throughout the world. That's a, commi a commission. That is a commandment. We have to go. J Jesus told us, you ought to go. Not only to reach the world, but also to what? Baptize them. And also what? Disciple them. So they can go make disciples themselves. See, we are partners to get in the gospel here. So there are approximately 7,000 unreached people groups in the, in the world today. There are groups with no uh, uh, gospel message of any witness there. There are over 7 million people alive in the world today, or maybe even more, uh, or a billion people uh, today. I don't know how many is today. Uh, uh, I just put a number here. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, they have never been read, reached with the gospel. Nearly 3 billion of them uh, live, on, live on rich, uh, unreached uh, in many parts of the world. Never got, uh, the gospel never got to them. You know what we need to do? Say, well, this is overwhelming. Listen, folks, it's not overwhelming. We reach our world, and other church reach their world, and we continue with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we do. We've been called to go into all the world with the gospel. It takes vision, folks. It takes, it takes vision to go and tell people about the Lord. You know what I'll take what it takes? I mean, let me put it this way. It takes love. If you don't love people, you don't tell people anything. Okay? Why do you think Paul got beaten and all those things? Because he loved people and he knew what they were heading to. It takes love. Love causes us to go and tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's our number one. Number two, when you support the gospel with your finances, number two, you will you supply the needs of Christian workers. Look what it says in verse 16. Even in Thessalonica, he sent once and again unto my necessity. What is remarkable about this is that Paul began his ministry in Thessalonica almost immediately after he left Philippi. Thessalonica was a neighboring region. Paul had, had all, uh, not even left Macedonia yet, in the, and the Philippians were already sending support, helping him in a time of need. So the, the people we support in missions are real people, folks. Okay? Is it? Okay. We shouldn't be a church like this. Ah, missions conference. Oh, you know, we give them a, 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 a basket. Oh, you know, we have those beautiful, nice, good food. You know, we're going to have a good time together. We're going to sing, you know, going on through all the world and all these things. And after, they go their ways and we forgot about them. And let's do it again next year. That's not missions. You follow that? That's not missions at all. Missions, you know what? They go throughout the world, you know, we support them, and they go their way to their mission field, and we pray for them. We contact them. We, you know what? Because they're people. They have problems. They, you know, they, they might suffer. You haven't been, you know, you don't know what homesick is, okay? You say, oh, I've been homesick. You people go on vacation and say, I want to go home. I'm sick. I want to be home. I'll tell you what. What about leaving your, 
home where you were born and raised and go to a totally different culture. And you look back and go, oh, I want to go home. And you can't go home. You follow that? They'll go to another part of the world and before they know it, like, oh, I'd like to have some McDonald's. You know what that is? Homesick. Oh, only if I had a hot dog. Oh, you know, you know what that is? Homesick. You know what? Because they're people. They have feelings. They have emotions. They have needs just like all of us. Okay? So, <laughs> as a church, we should pray for them, keep them in our prayers. That's why we have the missionary of the month. You know why? The purpose is we, can, we remember year-round that we are praying for that missionary. Because you know what? There's people. They, need, they have needs. They have difficulties and problems like you and I do. So when you support the gospel, number three, when you support the gospel uh, with your finances, number three, you will store up treasures in heaven. Look at verse 17. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. See what it says there? So once again, Paul clarifies motives here. He is grateful for the financial support, but he is not bringing it up because he's looking for money here. He's not looking for what he can credit to his account, but to their account. He said, what you're doing for me is to, oh, to your account. You know what? Those crowns in heaven, folks, you know, when you get to heaven, you say, I never, yes, you've been a missionary. You know what? You can't go but you can be represented. I think someday in heaven, when we depart, when our mission is over here and we get to heaven, I think, I believe so, that, you know, we're going to see the ones that because of our prayers and our financial support, that the gospel reached to them and they got saved. I believe that. We're going to meet them. So when, when Paul speaks about the, uh, what might be credit to your account, it, it, the original language actually says, fruit that may abound. This is a phrase that refers to the compound interest in the New Testament times. When you give to the gospel, you're not, you're not uh, 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 wasting your money or wasting your time. When you pray for missionaries, you're not wasting your time. You're doing that for the gospel's sake. You know what? Because even the Lord says, pray ye to the Lord of the harvest that he sent labors into his harvest. Listen, folks, the world needs Jesus. Not just America, the world needs Jesus. And you know what? Who's going to tell people about Jesus? God's people. God may not be calling you or calling me, but be calling somebody else to go. I think one day we're going to have missionaries coming to America because the way things are going here, you know? We're going to have to have missionaries from other countries coming here. Okay, so number four. When you support the gospel with your finances, you give an, your gift is an act of worship that is pleasing to God. Look at verse 18. It says, But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Ephroditus the things which were sent from you, an order of sweet-smelling, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. You see that? When you support the gospel of your finances, you further the spread of the gospel, you supply the needs of a Christian workers, you store up treasure in heaven, your, your gift is an act of, of worship that is pleasing to God. 
First Paul tells the Philippians that he has received a full payment and does not need an additional support here. The beginning of verse 18 is basically Paul's receipt to the Philippians for their gift. He's, he's letting them know that their gift arrived safely and he had received them. He is, he, the, the, his supply, the supply that he got is more, uh, more than enough. In fact, he considers himself wealthy after receiving their gift. It's not like Paul was wealthy, but he, he feels that way. But now Paul moves from an accounting imaginary so that of sacrifice. He is, a, he is in a spiritual dimension here to giving, that he, to, give, to giving that he does not want the Philippians to miss out right here. The gifts from, from Philippi have not only supply is need, but they are also a pleasing sacrifice to, of worship to God. Why is that? Even God says, you know what? Pray ye to the Lord of the harvest. Obviously, God wants missionaries to go and tell people about the Lord. Listen, isn't that God, isn't it the word of God says they didn't want no one to perish, but all come into repentance? Isn't that in the Bible that says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son? So if God says those things, what we should do as the children of God? We are ambassadors of the gospel anyway. We go and what? And tell. But it's not limited to them, just missionary. It's us also. We got to reach our Jerusalem as well and our Judea and the other most parts of the earth. So this is a great, great commission. Aren't you glad you're part of it? I'm glad I'm part of it. It's, oh, no, I'm glad I'm part of it. This is the greatest task given to us. It should, I should, we should rejoice with this thing. I mean, listen, listen to this. We work for the greatest boss that you can ever work for. It's perfectly perfect, holy. You know, and, you know, every boss that you work for, I mean, is as good as it can be. There's always some defect. <laughs> Not God. You know, we go and do what he told us to do. Okay, so. Number five. Almost done. When you support the gospel with your finances, God promised to meet all your needs. I tell you what, this is an encouragement, but you say, oh, yeah, okay. When you support the gospel with all your finances, with your finances, God promised to meet all your needs. Look at verse 19. But my God, look what Paul says right here, shall supply. He doesn't say my needs. Look what he says. All your needs need according to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ. You see what Paul says right here? He doesn't say, but God shall supply all my needs. No. All your needs. You give the gift? The Philippi. The Philippian church. Paul doesn't say, you know, but God supplies all my needs. Thank you, Lord. No. He's saying, but God shall supply all you need. Why? Because they're giving. Oh. I put it this way. Oh. I give to this, how in the world, what's going to happen to me? You know, that's not faith at all. Or just about this small. Faith acts. Faith does not act, it's not faith at all. You know, because we have faith, we pray. Because without faith, we don't pray. Because we don't believe that he, he even cares. So by faith, we pray. By faith we walk. By faith we live. By faith we trust God. 
by faith we believe in his word. That's all acts of faith. He say, but you don't understand. Uh, okay, let me put it this way. Okay. It's my own personal testimony, okay? We got saved. My wife got saved. I got saved. All right. Some pastors are more than others about talking about the subject of money, and I'm just sharing my heart with you right now, okay? And, uh, and the pastor talked about this, and I was sitting in my pew. I mean, you know, this is a guy that used to tip, tip God with a dollar, 25 cents. I felt good about myself, you know? That was, I'll be honest with you. You know, I'm being honest with you. And uh, the pastor was talking about this, and I'm sitting there in the pew going, you have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what you're talking about. That was me. Then I'll go home and I told my wife, how can we do this? I'm already doing mathematics, you know, like <laughs> getting the calculator, pencil, and thing, writing things down. Like, this is impossible. You can't do this. I would not believe that. But the Lord has a ways to teach us, okay? We went to a fellowship in somebody's house. And is a, we went this, this like, this is, a, this is the living room, and it was an, an addition part of the living room. It was a wall there with the door. Hard to explain. But anyway, I could put in a piece of paper, and you, you have an idea. Where it was. But we in the opposite room, and the conversation went in this room. And the conversation, guess what it was about? Tithing and about giving and all that. And it was like, like, giving to missions. Might as well, I can't even tithe. Might as well give to missions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, this man right there was explaining these people how you tithe and how you give. And guess who was listening? I was. I don't know if they got it. I got it. And my wife was looking at me. See? See? And I was like, <laughs> so, you know, from that day, you know what it took? A step of faith. It did. And you know what? It never ended. We started to this day. I never went hungry. I never slept in the streets. The Lord always provides. Yeah. You know what? It's better give than to receive. I believe in that philosophy. You know what? It is true. It takes faith. It really does take faith. It took for me. I keep on going. And right now what I'm saying is like, Lord, I've been praying, Lord, what do you want me to do for mission? I'm not saying, Lord, what can I cut? Because it's not in my vocabulary. It's not there. I want to give more. Because I want to support more. Just me. That's just me. Okay, so. Look what it says right here. Notice what he says. He says, but my God. Obviously, Paul uh, believing a big God right here. My God shall supply all. All, not just a little. All you need. See what he says right here? Paul believed in a big God that does the impossible. That's the God that we worship today and serve. He says, but my God, obviously he has a relationship with him, says, we'll supply all you need. You follow that? It takes faith to believe that. Doesn't it? It takes a lot of faith to believe that. To believe that God will supply all our needs, even when we get the calculator and do our math, math and doesn't make any sense. Actually, to be honest with you, when I start making, getting my math together, it never made any sense. Here's my wife, I don't know how we do this. You know what? We give to the Lord, we give to the Lord, and the bills got paid every month. How that happened? I don't know. If I still go, if I put, if I put it into practice even today, it still doesn't make any sense, okay? 
But he said, Lahana. God is faithful. God, God blesses in many different ways. He says, my God will supply all you need. Number six, when you support the gospel with your finances, number six, to God be the glory. We see this in verse 20. Look what it says, not unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. And he ends, amen. So Paul ends this section with glory and praise to God. There are three parts on this thing right here, to who, to what, and how long, how, how long. The who is our God, our Father, who meets all our needs so, so richly in Christ. And, it, and the what is, is glory. All glory goes to God. And uh, how long is forever to God, the Father be glory, uh, I'm sorry, to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. You know, in the end, it goes like this. We hear the news. Okay, we pray. This is great. Let me go over here. Okay. We pray. We pray. By faith, we give. And we hear the reports. He says, so-and-so God saves, so-and-so God saves. Usually, what we do? Amen. Praise the Lord. We forget about our giving. We're praising God. So, all this goes to God's glory. To God be the glory. You follow that? That's what we do. When somebody gets saved, what we do? Oh, praise the Lord. What are we doing? We're giving God the glory. Not our glory. To Him be the glory. And Paul ends with, I'm glad the way Paul ends that. You know why? Because to God be the glory. I hope I'm finishing this in a good thing right here in this book of Philippians because it's a very encouraging book. You know, but to God be the glory for for the great things that he has done and continue to do. Folks, let me tell you this. The God of Paul is the same God that we worship today. It's the same God. And he says the same thing to us as well. You know what? There's people that want to go in the mission field. Let's get behind them. Let's support them. Let's make sure they go to the mission field. You know what? So they can reach people for boys and girls and men and women for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? Because that's what our world needs. You know why there's so much wickedness in this world? Because people, that people need the Lord Jesus. You know, it's our, it's our, 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 because there's so much wickedness in our, in our, even in our country, that people need Jesus. Even today, look at our society. You go to church? Really? I've never been in church in my life. You see how unchurched people is today? There's a, a young man that worked with me, many of them, but this young man worked with me. I said, I've never been in church. My parents never took me to church. You know what I told them? I know, you don't know what you're missing. Isn't that true? You don't know what you're missing. You know, you know praise the Lord for the local church. It was a time even here in a country of America, and I, I'm closing with this. In, in this country of America, on which church was part of the of people, people made church a place to go. What happened today? Too much social media. Too much video games. Too much entertainment. Then we don't need God. It is amazing what's going on, folks. And that's what it is. You say, well, this is just kids. That's not true. You got adult people spending countless hours. 
with this nonsense. What the God be the glory, isn't it? Okay. We see right here the final greetings right here, and we oh, we're gonna close. Number one, I'm gonna give you a couple points. Each person in the body of Christ is important. Philippians 2:21 right here. Paul salute every saint in Jesus Christ. He's saying this to every Christian. Number two, we are all partners in the gospel together. Okay, all right. Every person in the local church is important. All partners together. You know why? Because we are the body of Christ in the local church. And let me tell you, everybody is important. You say, I can't go out and put information on people's doors. Okay. We can pray. What we do when we pray? We're partnering together. Okay. You think when there's a, a war going on, everybody goes to the front lines? No. Some go, some stay back. Somebody got to organize the thing, right? We owe, number three, all to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 23. Look what it says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. You can see right here as the way Paul ends this, this book. He ends this book in an encouraging way. Paul says, you know what? It's a good thing that I like about this book that it really blesses my heart. Paul is in a condition that he is. He's not complaining about himself. He is giving glory to God right there. To God be the glory. What a blessing it is to be part of missions. Missions is a wonderful thing. And it is, I never heard about this, Pastor. I tell you what, you heard it today. <laughs> Missions and missionaries, you know, when they go out, you know what they do? They're going with the good news of the gospel. The gospel, the good news that changes people and saves people. What a blessing that is. You know, I'm praying Portugal needs missionaries. It does. Italy needs missionaries. Spain needs missionaries. You follow that? I'm talking about Europe. What about South America? Guatemala needs missionaries. You know, El Salvador is missionaries. Brazil is missionaries. You see, what about the other side? You know, Russia is missionaries. Germany is missionaries. You know, we need to send missionaries to other, other most parts of the earth. You say, Pastor, can we do this? Yes. Where's your faith? <laughs> Where's your faith? We can do it. And we serve a big God. I said, we really, really, can we do this? Yes, we can. With God, all things are possible. You get that? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for this passage of Scripture as we really close the book of Philippians. Lord, what an encouraging book. Lord, it's encouraging to read it, encouraging to study. And Lord, but let's put it into practice. Help us to do that. Lord, thank you, Lord, for meeting with us tonight. And I pray, Lord, if there's someone here, someone online, never received Jesus as Savior, may they, may they take this message seriously. May they... Uh, see the need of a Savior tonight. And I pray for God's people, Lord. May we be encouraged serving and serving you each and every day in our homes, in our places of work, in, uh, in our local church. May we be devoted to serve you, Lord, because ultimately, Lord, we are your servants. Go with us in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you could stand, please. We're going to sing a song. It's not an invitation song, but it's an encouraging song. And face-to-face, um, -face, page 417, let's sing this song tonight as we close.
Face to face with Christ my Savior, face to face what will there be, when with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ to die for me, face to face I shall behold him, Starry sky, face to face in all his glory, I shall see him by and by. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for today. What a blessing to be in God's house with God's people. Thank you, Lord, for the preaching of your word, for the music, for the folks that came today. Lord, to, to you goes the glory and honor. Lord, we praise your name today. We love you, Lord. Go with us, Lord. Help us to serve you in our homes, in our, local, in our local jobs, Lord. Wherever we go, help us to serve you. And Lord, we're looking forward to, to Wednesday on which we can meet each other again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You are this morning.